Hello, hello. This is Dr. Kevin from TNR. Welcome to this podcast. Do you remember the what originally fueled you to become a DC? Wow. Now, it might be a short time ago or it might be a long time ago, but it's real easy to let chiropractic deteriorate into just a way of making a living. You know how it gets. Almost every DC I've ever helped has losing the chiropractic dream as a recurrent theme to being a lesser version of themselves. The pressures of demanding, sometimes scheming, sometimes ungrateful practice members, the endless insurance paperwork, the compliance issues, the work in the outdated adult pain relief model only, the computer software, administration of CA woes. It's a wonder some chiropractors still have that ever-blazing fire for chiropractic. You know, with helping lots of chiropractors, I hear very often how people feel safe around me. They can't quite put their finger on it, but they, they say they feel safe around me. They seem to intuit that not only can I help them, that's the easy part, that's the X's and O's, but I also understand them. And over time, I really know them better than their spouses or their parents. Now, you just can't happen upon this ability. It just doesn't happen. It has to have a cause, an origin, if you will. Usually only TNR members are privy to my origin story. But, you know, for purposes of this podcast, why not? I agreed to share it with our audience. It might seem a little self-serving to you, but it's not. And I think a lot of people don't think they have a significant story or theirs isn't interesting. And I I think you're wrong on it. So here's mine. I'm going to read it. It's a little bit long. What else is new with Dr. Kevin, right? And here it goes. What fuels my ever-blazing fire? Dr. Kevin's origin story. I was brought up to accept society's limiting beliefs, like excusing racism acknowledging AIDS as a death sentence, declaring the impossibility of running a sub-four-minute mile. Then one day something happened that challenged every belief I ever had. My beautiful daughter, Kylie Glenn, passed away after only 17 days of life. You know, birth is one of those events in life that you can just never express it with words. It transcends all descriptions, all words. When I helped my oldest daughter, Christy Lee, for the first time, I started to cry. It was uncontrollable, it was involuntary. I was under the spell of something I didn't understand at the time, something ancient, something as old as time itself, the circle of life. Time stood still. When my second daughter, Kylie Glenn, was delivered, she didn't make a sound. She was fiery, active, and tears would come from her eyes, but she was eerily silent. She was not able to breathe on her own. I'll never forget the look of terror and grief on my wife's face as they removed our baby and rushed her to a group of specialists. They did their tests, and their prognosis was a mathematical disease statistic a one-in-three chance at life. She was placed on a ventilator and life support with tubes and hoses all over her precious tiny body. Our whole world collapsed, and time seemed to stop. People had to keep reminding us to eat and to sleep. Things that are usually priorities are barely an afterthought 
when you're awakened by life or death awareness. A busy chiropractic office, friends, responsibilities, everything was dropped to focus on keeping her alive. We stayed with her night and day, reading to her, putting stuffed bears in her little life support bubble, and telling her about our family. The doctors did what they could, but it was clear from their body language that they had done everything that they could do. The limitations of the disease model were in effect, loud and clear. If she lived, it was a miracle and would be attributed to modern technology. And if she died, it was part of an acceptable life under the model of disease. Acceptable to whom? Something silently went off in me. The same thing that went off in me back in the 60s when I recognized the unfair treatment of African Americans. When my friends would talk about their bigoted perceptions of black people, it made me squeamish and furious in a way I couldn't describe back then. All I knew was it wasn't right. I got the same feeling in that hospital. I knew the grim prognosis and the acceptance of hopelessness wasn't right. I remember thinking that even if nothing could be done for our daughter, others shouldn't have to go through the suffering, the pain, and the loss that we were going through. The fact that the death of a child could be considered an acceptable loss was mind-boggling by by then. Editors note, and today as well, everyone seemed so busy treating the effects of the problem that nobody was doing anything about the problem itself. Society was telling my wife and I to accept that Kylie was a casualty of life and they couldn't do anything about it. At first, I fell headlong into a deep, dark hopelessness. Then I felt something stir deep inside me once again. I couldn't fall prey to the seduction of being powerless or simply accept what others said couldn't be done. We see this acceptance everywhere. So many people in this culture suffer and accept friendly fire. It's all around us, from soldiers on the battlefield, kids being abused, being shot, people living in unforgivable poverty, to the horrible side effects people suffer at the hands of prescription drugs. In a strange and eerie way, I knew that the course of history was about to be altered. After working so closely with death, medical doctors and nurses in hospitals learned to expect it, to accept it, and stop asking the questions about how we can make things better. When this happens, our humanity dies within us. We surrender it. By challenging and questioning these beliefs, my wife and I would gladly pay the price to help others. We wanted to make things better for every kid who's never been given a proper chance at life. In the months and years following, we found out we weren't the only ones. Editor's note here, before the internet, so yes, we got phone calls and letters, we weren't the only ones that had lost a child. We received so many letters from people we didn't even know expressing their sadness at our shared heartache. We were connected by loss and grief, yet we all felt a taint of unfinished business. So many people were t- that we talked to, they, they had this lack of closure. Almost like a parent whose child was abducted and the body was never found. We identify with so many others that that have this hole, this black hole in their hearts. Our chiropractic practice was our oasis 
because it was there that we were able to give back and help others. During this dark time of the soul, a thought started to germinate, like a tiny sprig of new, it was almost like a new plant on a fire-ravaged forest floor. What if I thought I could assemble a group of chiropractors like myself with almost superhuman powers to help kids that most doctors couldn't help? As I started training this X-Men, if you will, like group of ex-chiropractors, I observed that almost every one of them had suffered tragedies in their lives. From losing babies, divorce, bankruptcy, losing parents, to betrayal, addiction, dark night of the soul, feeling like outsiders, dirty little secrets, being let down, illnesses that had no solution, losing confidence in their abilities. Even though these circumstances were unrelated to the untrained eye, we were all strangely connected and united through our suffering. We had been let down by the world. In an inexplicable way, we stayed motivated by our tragedies and we wanted to help others avoid the losses that we had suffered. The amazing thing about training this group of doctors was that I was able to see this untapped power rise to the surface in these doctors. They became unstoppable. Not only were they able to help people that others couldn't, but they also found their purpose, their happiness, their passion, and it showed up in every area of their lives. Understand, it isn't just critically kill sick, uh, sick kids rather that these chiropractors serve. These are kids and adults of all ages that feel as though they've fallen through the proverbial cracks. Many patients feel like they're in prisons without walls. Outside is in a world where everyone else seems to be in perfect health. Most sought out disease care from many providers before being told that there's no help available. But there is. The ex-chiropractors serve at-risk teenagers, kids who struggle with suicide, drug and alcohol dependency, cutting, anorexia, depression, anxiety, and more. People you'd never think you'd find miracles in a chiropractic office. The fire that keeps me going is the very same fire that keeps these doctors going. The children of our society deserve our best effort. It's the common theme that unites a very uncommon group of chiropractors. Welcome to TNR. <coughs> Excuse me, another article that's very closely aligned with this is it's called a, The Birth of a Movement. From Greek mythology to stories of comic book superheroes and folklore, every leader has an epic origin story like the one I just read you. One of the stories is that Charles Xavier of his X-Men. For those of you unfamiliar with the story, and I was unfamiliar with the story, this is a story that was written about me by one of my assistants at the time, Charles, or Professor X, is a mutant. He and all the other mutants in the world were born with special abilities and superpowers. In the X-Men story, Professor X spends most of his adult life recruiting and training these mutants to wield their abilities wisely and with loving care. He's kind and patient, but singularly focused on his mission to create a place where mutants can thrive and fully develop their gifts, gifts that the world doesn't understand. Boy, is that familiar to us. This is a near parallel description to Dr. Kevin Pallas. 
Dr. Kevin is much like Professor X, but instead of mutants, he trains chiropractors to become once-in-a-lifetime chiropractors. The doctors that he trains hail from different walks of life, all kinds of different walks of life. But there's a common thread that unites them. They realize that as powerful as they were in isolation, what they were searching for in themselves could only be achieved by joining, not going at it alone. We call this in TNR flying in formation. Our willingness to join with others reduces our fear and gives our inner untapped potential an opportunity to blossom. Most chiropractors who join already have the passion, the fire, and the drive, but need the accountability, the community aspect, and the person in their corner to guide them and hold them accountable. These special talents need to be brought out in each individual. Once-in-a-lifetime chiropractors don't just happen by accident. Like the mutants, each chiropractor already had a set of special abilities, but it took something more to make them X-Men. It took Professor X. The chiropractors you'll meet in TNR are not regular doctors. Far from it. They've joined the ranks of chiropractors from the past and present and future who have answered the call to serve humanity. They don't take no for an answer. They've been imbued with a superpower. They've got the training and mentoring it took to turn mutants into X-Men. They made a conscious choice to acquire these superpowers to help others in needs. These doctors are humanitarian to the core. Boy, are they humanitarian. They have outrageous levels of clinical competency. They earn 3, 5, 10, or even 20 times more than regular chiropractors, and they're inspirations to everyone they meet. And they aren't a dime a dozen. You might have to travel hundreds of miles before you find another X-Men chiropractor. That's why 12 to 15 days a year, you have the opportunity to get recharged at our training sessions and events with chiropractors you choose to be with. Wow. Boy, does that not, is that not the fingerprint or the DNA of what our brand of coaching? And you know, so many great and yet to be great chiropractors, they come from stories of adversity. And yet many of these, they just... They forgot their roots or thought that their journeys were insignificant, boring, or just not important. TNR is, it's all about giving an environment and a community to DCs that have had significant adversity in their lives and they've overcome it to flourish and to help others. It gives you the opportunity to give practice members your word and mean it. To stand before your practice members in truth. In the age of digital sound bites, broken words, and empty promises, nothing is more important. And you know, as a coach, it really comes down, people say this over and over to me, it really comes down to me standing up to the visible and sometimes invisible bullies in your life. That's what it's about. About understanding you. It's about having a community of like-minded chiropractors that you're going to feel a profound sense of belonging to. You see, it's isolation that brings the chiropractor down. It's not you don't have the talent. It's not that you don't have the skill. But that talent and skill can only be brought to the surface by joining and having someone in your corner hold you to higher standards. I hope you enjoyed my origin story and the Professor X story. And I think if you're honest with yourself, you saw a little bit of yourself in it. And if this is the time to have those talents brought to the surface, click or call me. 
It's just the greatest time to be an ex-chiropractor, a once-in-a-lifetime chiropractor. Join our ranks. Be the chiropractor you always wanted to be. This is Dr. Kevin. We'll see you next time on the next podcast. Thanks for listening.